Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So great to have you on board here. If you don't like that, my guest is coming up in just a couple of minutes. Today, we're actually going to talk about something different. You know about FanDuel and DraftKings. Well, I'm going to talk to you about another player in this incredible world that we live in. Did you see what Pat McAfee inked the other day with FanDuel? How about that? A four-year deal, $120 million for McAfee, who's got his show on SiriusXM, among other things. Think about that. $30 million deal per year with FanDuel. And like many other people watching games and listening to sports radio, there are ads everywhere. You talk about DraftKings, you talk about FanDuel, and I'm sitting on the sidelines and I'm like, okay, I need to look into this a little bit more. And I had a friend reach out who I had not been in touch with for quite a while. And he said, this is a great opportunity for you. And I go, yeah, you know, and he goes, no, you need to check this out. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. And so I did. And for the last two months, I've been doing a lot of research on this new entity called Superdraft, which is backed by Caesars. And I've been very open. I don't really gamble that much. I like going to the casino and playing a little blackjack. But, you know, I'm not really big into uh, sports gambling. But Tommy uh, reached out to me and said, no, no, you need to look at this. And he said, this is a great opportunity to make a lot of extra money. He goes, I want you to be a coach. I want you to formulate your own team. And then they will join your team. And then they can have a team. And so, again, I did continued research. I wanted to get as much information as I could about this because, listen, I would love to increase my revenue stream. Who the heck wouldn't? Wouldn't you love to make more money? Wouldn't you like to be able to, you know, not have to go to work if you don't want to? I mean, look at DraftKings, look at FanDuel, okay? And once you look at Super Draft, I think you'll understand what I'm talking about. And my next guest is going to have a lot of information on this. So this is what I'm going to do. All right. I would love for you to join my team because I joined the team a couple of weeks ago. I became an elite member. Very easy to do. It's only costing me $100 a month. It's fun and it's an opportunity uh, for me to be a coach now and make an income. Who doesn't want to make an income and have fun? I mean, have have an income and make fun. I mean, who's going to say no to that? So 
I'm going to put the link up on your podcast page, all right? I'm going to put it everywhere, and why don't you have fun with me? And listen, let's make some money, right? Who doesn't want to make money and have fun? That's what it's all about. And I think you're going to get a real education from my guest that's coming up right here on If You Don't Like That. Hey, today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. They are awesome. They're locally owned for over 20 years, and they've got a fix for you. Hey, they're available around the clock 24-7 for all of your plumbing needs. And all you need to do is go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. New Works, they've got a fix for you. That's New Works Plumbing, N-E-W-W-R-X plumbing.com. Well, my guest today is a gentleman that is involved with Superdraft. You might go, well, gee, what is Superdraft? Well, you know about FanDuel. You know about DraftKings. You are soon going to know about Superdraft. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome to the podcast Michael Zappia. Michael, how are you today? I'm fantastic, Grant. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Before we get started, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. I would love to. I'll, I'll give you just the, the real quick cliff notes. I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. So, yes, that means um, I was born a Bills fan, Grant. <laughs> um, don't know how you feel about the Buffalo Bills, but for, I'm 47 years old. I was a um, – as a young kid, I was an athlete, and um, I love sports more than – I think more than life itself. If it wasn't for sports, Grant, I'm sure you'd agree. I, I think life would be really dull and boring. But I uh, played every sport I can get my hands on, whether it was a ball, a puck, a stick, a bat, a field, a rink a court I was on it and I just lived there and um, got into football really heavily when I got into high school and I really realized that that was my my greatest passion was the sport of football had a pretty good high school career decent college career ended up a a preseason first team all-american at Buffalo State College as a punter and a wide receiver and I love playing receiver I'm six foot tall a couple 200 pounds uh, but I could punt the ball really well so Hunting was my, my path to the NFL. I ended up signing with the Seattle Seahawks back in 2000. I had a very short stint with Seattle, and uh, that was kind of mm. the end of my football career. And then I became an entrepreneur, Grant, and I took all the things I learned from sports, all those great things that you learn from being involved with a team and a coach, and I applied them to business, and now I'm an entrepreneur who, who has thrived in the home-based business industry. And you're the vice president of direct sales and training for Superdraft. So tell everyone about Superdraft. What is it and what is it that you do for Superdraft? Well, I'm very, very fortunate to be at the right place at the right time. When I got a phone call from a friend of mine who introduced me to the CEO and the the VP of strategy for Superdraft back in July. But um, Superdraft is a, a sports app game company uh, very similar to some of the companies that you know out there, like FanDuel and DraftKings. We started out in 2017. Our owner, Steve Wang, wanted to be involved in that world, in that industry. So he, he found the gentleman who built the first and engineered the first rendition of, of uh, DraftKings. And for a million dollars, they built us an app and a platform that is absolutely incredible and on par with everything out there. But Superdraft is so much more than just a daily fantasy sports game, and I'm sure we'll get into that here throughout this interview. But think of it like FanDuel and DraftKings, but on steroids, because we now are giving the people the power to go out there and market and share the product, and you get paid to simply introduce it to other people. Superdraft, obviously, is backed by Caesars, right? So let's talk a little bit about the, the real meat behind Superdraft. 
Yeah, so Mr. Wang is um, is pretty big in the gaming industry. He's been around that world for a long, long time, for a couple of decades. And he had relationships directly with Caesar's Palace. And um, when his app was complete in 2019, we started to go live to the world and started to share it. And customers started to play it and love it and enjoy it. Caesar's Palace, who is known to be the biggest brick and mortar, mortar casino conglomerate in the world, they took a huge interest in what Mr. Wang was doing. And they liked it so much and said, Steve, we would like you to be our official fantasy partner to Caesars Entertainment. So Caesars put in a hefty cash um, investment into Superdraft, and they're, they're part owners of what we do here. All right. Talk about the long-term vision. We know how successful the other entities are that you mentioned. Why is Superdraft, as you said, those on steroids? What makes Superdraft different? You know, it's more, in my opinion, it's more of a vision that is based on relationships than transactions. I like to say it's relational, not transactional. Those other games, you throw in your money, it's kind of like a lottery ticket. I don't know how familiar you are, Grant, with FanDuel and DraftKings. Have you ever played before? I have not, no. So, you know what I found? I found that a lot of people have not. We've all heard of FanDuel and DraftKings, but a lot of people don't know a lot about um everything that's going on over there. They're great companies and they're monster companies. So in no way, shape or form, am I going to put down the, the great success that those two companies have had? That would be foolish on my part. Um, they've set the model, they've set the mold, but what they do is they've got, you know, over a million people throwing money at contests and it's more like playing a lottery ticket grant than anything else. Your chances to win over on FanDuel and DraftKings are not really good. It's, it's the lottery mentality. You got your ticket, but you, Grant, you're going up against professionals. I don't know how much people in the marketplace understand that fantasy sports is a game of skill. And there are some very skillful guys that play those games as a living. There's a small group of them that are geniuses. They have computer systems with algorithms, and they're able to enter 150 lineups for every contest. You're going up against pros. So if you go into FanDuel and DraftKings and just play your one ticket, your chances of winning are slim to none if ever. So ultimately, a lot of players over on FanDuel and DraftKings, if they're average players like myself, they put their money in, chances are they're going to lose. They don't have much of a chance to win. And when you keep losing over and over again, it becomes something you're most likely going to be disenchanted with. And that's kind of the story over there. They've gotten so big that when you're playing, you're playing against a tremendous field of people, and a lot of them have a greater skill set than you and have technology behind them to beat the pants off you. And that's what's going on over there. What Superdraft offers is more of a community-based game. We're more community-based. We're more, once again, relational, interactive. Um, we also have an aspect to our game that FanDuel and DraftKings don't do, and that's called a membership. You pay a subscription on a monthly basis of anywhere from $20 um, to $100, or you can play for free and fun if you want to just try it out. And we have cash and prizes and incentives and um, experiences that we offer and we do it all under the, the umbrella of a membership. So the most you could spend on a monthly basis with our what we call Superdraft Pro model is $100 a month, and you get to play every day all month long to your heart's desire. Hmm. Now, you also mentioned about uh, income. You, there's an opportunity with Superdraft to create a residual income. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's and that's why I'm here, Grant. My background is in the, the network marketing world. I've, I'm a 20-year veteran to the home-based business industry. And what luckily for everyone who's listening to this, and certainly luckily for me, 
and we're in the very beginning of this, which there's no better time to join than in the beginning, in my opinion. That's uh, when you take the most arrows, but it's when you have the greatest upside to be a part of something that could potentially be a household name. But Mr. Wang decided about not only, not even a year ago, we're coming up on just about a year, him and our chief strategy officer, Anthony Giambetti, decided after pouring millions of Caesars dollars and Mr. Wang's dollars into traditional advertisement, the same way that FanDuel and DraftKings advertised, we realized that it's a losing proposition. Talk about winning and losing. We don't know where the light is at the end of the tunnel because it costs you a lot of money to advertise, to get players to play on your platform. Even FanDuel and DraftKings are still in the negative. After all these years, they've never turned their, their first dollar of profit. They've got a lot of people playing their games, but they still haven't turned a profit. So when we came into this space, Mr. Wang took a nice three-year run at going out there and doing traditional advertisement. And what they realized is we're just going to keep pouring millions of dollars into advertisement. And who knows when the light at the end of the tunnel is coming. So they came up with an idea to share Superdraft with people and have the people go out there and share it with their friends, which they're going to do anyway, and then pay them a nice residual income on the network of people that they introduced to Superdraft. So it gives the player a chance to own their own business with Superdraft and go out there and build as big of a team as they want to and get paid a residual income on a monthly basis. I'm glad you just talked about that. For full transparency, I became a member of Superdraft. So uh, I'm having you on for a variety of reasons. First of all, for full transparency, I don't really bet on sports a lot. As you said, you asked me if I had ever you know, been involved with FanDuel or DraftKings, and the answer is no. But in the sports industry, uh, I'm probably one of the few that don't wager on games. Everyone I know does. All of my friends do. They're they're. I mean, their friends do. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, I got to get with the game. I've got to figure out what is it that I'm missing, but I want to help educate others. And that's why I wanted to have you on because there are people, believe it or not, like myself that haven't been on the other uh, great platforms that you mentioned, uh, but they want to learn more. And that's why I wanted to have you on. So what do you tell to the novice, to the beginners, to the layman's like myself who have just gotten involved in this and are kind of on the sidelines like I have been. I was on the sidelines, Michael, for a long time. I got into the game. What is it that you want to tell the people on the sidelines? Well, here's what I love about this conversation, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that question to my attention. Grant, you and I are very similar. We, we, we both love sports, but I have avoided fantasy football since high school, and here's why. As a football player, when I watch football, I love to watch it for the love of the game. So I never got into quote unquote fantasy football. All my closest friends, just like you said, they all gamble, they all play fantasy, but for whatever reason I held out and I'm kicking myself and I'm going to tell you why. Now that I've, I've been playing uh, super draft, I realize I've been missing out on a lot of entertainment and a lot of fun. I mean, this game is so much fun. I'll give you a quick story, Grant, that I hope will connect with you and connect with your audience. Uh, I got a five-year-old, going to be six years old. He's just getting into football now. It's, it's, it's making his father really proud. We played catch last night till 1030. His mother will kill me if she knew I kept <laughs> up so late. Um, but he's just starting to catch the ball. He's got a great right arm. He's punting the ball. His dad was a punter. So I think naturally he's got some natural skills there. And it was about two months ago, and I was a couple months into my tenure here with, with Superdraft, and I put my picks in. And in Superdraft, when you put your picks in, you just open up the app. 
You select the game that you're going to play. It was a single game contest between the Lions, I think, and the Green Bay Packers. Mm -hmm. And one of the cool things about Super Draft, unlike anything else out there, and if you've never played the other things, it'll be new for you regardless, is in our game, we don't have salary caps. So for the fantasy guru that's out there, they're probably scratching their heads. They're like, what do you mean you don't have salary caps? We innovated a cool way to play fantasy sports. You pick a champion. Your champion, and you pick one player, that player, no matter who you want to pick, is worth 1.5 times the points that they're normally worth. So you're going to get a bonus 50% of the points of the champion you pick. Well, part of the strategy of this game is to pick a champion that other people won't. At least that's part of my strategy. I picked a guy by the name of Cephas. Do you know the wide receiver for the Lions? Yeah. Uh-huh. His name is yep. well, Grant. I didn't know who he was, and I'm going to tell you why I picked him. My son grabbed my phone, almost six years old. He clicks on Cephas, and I go, Anzio. His name's Anzio, my son. <laughs> right. I go, Anzio, who the heck is Cephas? And he goes, I don't know, Dad. I want to pick him. I made him my champion. Grant, in our game, he was a 4.0 multiplier, which means whatever he scored, multiply his points times four. He actually, on the first drive of the game, had two catches for 56 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. Right. He scored 44 points. And I instantly became a fan of Superdraft in that moment like never before. So if you can hear the enthusiasm in my voice, it's not cosmetic. It's not made up. That was a tipping point for me where I said, oh, my God, I've been missing out on this kind of fun for a long time with my closest friends back home. But I get a second chance and I get to have this fun with my five-year-old and I'm hooked on this game. So I love it. It's a lot of fun. I think if you play this game and you just take the shot, Grant and I never played this before, if you jump in, you play the game, even for free and fun, once you start to get a taste of what it's about, you'll want to keep playing it because it makes football a lot more exciting. All right, you said it can be free and fun. So you talked about the free aspect, but you also talk about a membership, which can be as much as $100 per month. So someone's listening and they're like, why would I pay $100 a month if I can play for free? But there's obviously differences. What are the differences? Great question. If you come in for free and fun, we take a little bit of money. I think it's about $50 or $200 a day and we put it in the free and fun pool. So even your listeners that want to come on and just play for free, if they download the app, they sign up on the website, they start to play the games, they'll have a little shield that pops up on their app, and it says free and fun. And every single day, they can enter one entry for the contest that's there for the day, depending on the sport, and we've got all sports that we offer on a, on a weekly basis. We put out the weekly schedule. Right now we're in the heat of football season, so football – dominates the app right now but we have nascar nba mlb um mma big three so but if you do the 20 dollars membership that's called our basic membership and we put more money into that pool so you can win cash and prizes depending on which which membership you choose and then the final one is the hundred dollar membership where we give away on average a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a day in cash and prizes to our top finishers so obviously you can come in free and fun to taste it and experience it. But if you want to get the full effect, you come in on what we call the elite package for a measly hundred bucks a month. You have a month filled with entertainment around the sports that you love. Again, I want to get back to the backing of Caesars and the people that have, you know, put their money into this. We all know about Caesars, but the, the network of people that are at the top of Superdraft are remarkable, right? I would imagine that was very attractive to you. Extremely attractive. I mean, we meet with their board of directors on a regular basis. Grant, we're talking about Caesars Entertainment Group. We're talking about the biggest brick and mortar casino organization in the world. And the thing about Caesars is 
they're very good at brick and mortar, but they know nothing about the online world. And that's why they chose Mr. Wang as their strategic partner in this space. So yes, we have the credibility and the, the recognizable name of Caesars behind Superdraft as our, as our partner going hand in hand down the road together. And uh, it extends a tremendous amount of credibility for Superdraft as we take this in the marketplace. So you hit it right on the head. The people that were around are some of the best of the best out there in this space, in the casino space. Um, our board of directors is stacked with some gentlemen that have been a part of major, major companies, and they see where Superdraft is going, and they just had to be a part of it. And Superdraft, for all intents and purposes, is still in its infancy, right? So for people listening, this is a phenomenal opportunity to get on board. Uh, you're you're in the very beginning if you're hearing this radio show and you're listening to this podcast. Uh, we have less than 2,000 what we call coaches in the system right now. I can see a day in the near future where we'll, we'll hit 10, 20, 50, 100,000 people that want to go out there and share this with their friends and family. Um, so we've got a coach model where for, for a measly 40 bucks a year, you can have your own website, go out this and share this with people and get paid to do so. And if you want to just be a player, we love our players. You could come into our ecosystem and just have fun and build your own tribe and build your own community inside of Superdraft. Well, I can hear the passion in your voice, man. That is for damn sure. And I'm, I'm new to all this. That's why I'm having you on. I wanted to learn more about this. But I also wanted the listeners on my podcast and, you know, through other avenues to be able to get information. Because as I said, for someone like myself who really has not partaked in sports gambling much and have not been on FanDuel or DraftKings, I, I, I'm an idiot and I need to be educated. And so just by listening to you, you're educating me. And I know we're educating others out there as well. So I think that's phenomenal. Grant, I, I would like to personally, I just met you the other day. You asked me to be on your show. Of course, I know who you are. You've got a huge name out there in the sports world. Um, but I would like to personally be the man who gives you the best experience with Superdraft. I'd like to go head-to-head with you on some contests. There's a feature inside the app where I can send you a link, and you and I go head-to-head. We can play for free. We can, um, we can join the, the contests that are there and play against a field of hundreds of people who are competing. And I'd like to personally do a Zoom with you and just let you know how simple and fun and easy and strategic this can be. And my goal is make a believer out of Grant to the point where when you wake up every day, Superdraft becomes a part of your sports day. And I am 100% confident if you give this a shot that you and I will have a lot of fun together. And I'm sure your listeners out there would love to join the Grant Napier uh, team yep. or league that you form inside of Superdraft. Well, that's great. I'll, I'll start, uh, you know, recruiting a team. Uh, I would love to do that with you. That sounds fabulous. Challenge accepted, and uh, we'll do that. And by the way, at the beginning of this interview, you were talking about being a Buffalo Bills fan, and you weren't sure who I rooted for. That would be the New York football Giants. So I won't bring back the Super Bowl and uh, the uh, Scott Norwood field goal that just missed. So I'll, I, I didn't want to bring that up at the beginning of the interview and ruin your day. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm glad you brought it up at the end and you still ruined my day, so I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, listen, being a Buffalo Bills fan is one of the hardest things to be. I actually I, I didn't give up on them, but I, I was tired of the heartache every Sunday yep. and every season's end. My four high school years were the years the Bills went to the Super Bowl. So ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and twelfth grade, when I couldn't have been a bigger Bills fan, I watched us lose, 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 and lose. And uh, it's a tough pill to swallow being a Bills fan. Hey, I wanted to ask you, since you, you know, obviously punted and you had a cup of coffee with the Seahawks in the NFL, and uh, I'm always uh, blown away at 
the different strategies in punting, and there's obviously a huge difference with the wind and without the wind, and I've heard about different techniques so that if you're kicking the ball inside the 10, you can get the ball to bounce back towards you instead of going into the end zone. How, how much has punting come along in the last 20 years or so? Because it seems like there are so many different types of punters now when we watch the NFL. Yeah, well, the, the, it's really it's a great question. The Australian, I made a late run at the NFL at the age of 39. Wow. I felt, that, I felt the chapter in my life wasn't closed. I got into business, got into home-based business, had some great success. But I, I never went to bed any night in my entire life without dreaming about winning a Super Bowl. Every single night when I go to bed, I dream about catching a winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. I dream about having a 75-yard punt, pinning the other team on the one-yard line throughout the whole game. But to answer your question, the punting game has evolved in one major aspect. When I punted 20 years ago in college and then made my stint in the NFL, it was all about hitting that five-second hang time ball, putting it 40, 45 yards downfield, and making sure that the punt returner could not return the ball. It was always hitting a spiral, turning that thing over, and watching the point of the ball drop on the five-yard line and bounce straight up. I had a, I had a unique way of getting the ball to bounce straight up in the air at the end of the flight of my ball. When I came back to train at the age of 39, the one major thing that changed in the punting game were all these Australian punters that came out there and hit this ball with the nose pointed down when they went to kick it, mm-hmm. and they were hitting a ball that was rotating end over end like a kickoff. And it's become the art form to pin somebody inside the five, inside the ten. What you're doing is you're creating that backward spin on the ball by pointing the nose down and nine times out of ten, you're going to get that ball to bounce back towards the line of scrimmage, then forwards and roll into the end zone. So that's the only art form that has changed in punting the ball in the 20 years that I've seen. But it's a major thing. If you're a punter today, you better learn how to kick an end-over-end Australian rules ball with about 4.7, 4.8 hang time and drop it on the 5 or the 10-yard line. Um, for me, back in the day, Grant, you'll remember this, it was called Coffin Corner. Yes, and, and there was an art form to a coffin corner. You don't see it much anymore. It's kind of a dying thing. But I used to love just pointing that ball right at the five-yard line and putting it out of bounds, giving the return man no chance at all to catch it because it went straight out of bounds, and the rest would mark it in between the five and the goal line. That's kind of a dying art form today, and it's too bad because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, final thing for you. You know, I, I grew up, obviously, in the Ray Guy era. He was, you know, re, re, you know, regarded as one of the very best punters of all time. You know, during the Giants' Super Bowl era, they had a great punter in Sean Landetta. I just, you know, when we t- analyze football, we always talk about offense and defense. And I tell you, there are so many times when punters can change the outcome of a game because of being able to kick the ball inside the 10. You know, giving a, a team not a short field, but having to go the distance and going up and down the field. I I just don't think punters get enough credit and I know that it's not sexy and it's not fancy to talk about you know kickers and punters but I'll tell you if you got a really good punter man oh man I think it's worth a win or two every year you know it's funny Grant I just got invited to play in a national championship football game this past weekend in Las Vegas Nevada my good friend Ben lives in Arizona and his team went 11 and 0 and they didn't have a good punter so he called me about a month ago a month or two ago and said Zap do you want to punt in the national championship game well grant i'm 47 years old my mind said yes my body said heck no (laughs) but needless needless to say i was on the field this past saturday playing for a national title game and i will confess to your audience that i lost the game for our team as a as a punter who's used to pinning people deep i shanked my first two punts they went about 15 yards (laughs) and the other team scored seven punts off the fact that i gave them great field position we end up losing the game with three seconds left, 10-7 to 7, with a winning field goal. 
and uh, and I take full responsibility, or 13 to 10, I take full responsibility that I didn't do my job. If I would have just hit the ball the way I know how to hit the ball, I would have pinned them deep, and their offense couldn't move the ball for the most part. So, yes, a punter can make or break the outcome of a football game. Special teams is the most important of the three aspects of a football game. You're right, most they don't get the credit, but they deserve the credit. That's awesome. Michael, it's great uh, to catch up with you. Thank you very much. Uh, have yourself a fabulous holiday, and uh, thank you for helping educate not only others, but myself as well. I learned a lot through this conversation. Well, I'm excited. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and all your all your listeners out there. Look forward to our next encounter, Grant. Hey, amen. Merry Christmas to you. Well, there you have it. A little information, and I'm going to put the link up for you, but you can just check it out, grant.winthistime.com. Check out the video. It's real simple, all right? Grant.winthistime.com. I'll put the link up for you as well, but that will take you right into a video because then you can see exactly uh, what this is all about. But I learned a lot. Uh, I'm, I'm being very open here and being very transparent. I've been on the sidelines for a long time. And if there's a way to have fun and make money, hey, I'm all in. Who wouldn't be all into that? So my thanks again uh, to Michael Zappia for joining us here on the podcast. Now time for our Crowd Ultra Q&A. If you want to get on board, all you have to do is go to CrowdUltra.com. That's CrowdUltra.com. Ernie asked, have you heard Steve Kerr say most NBA players are on their phones at halftime? I have. And I'll tell you, coaches have had to change the way they police their basketball team. Uh, You can't be a hard ass all the time. And you have to understand how things are different now. And a lot of coaches understand that that's just the way it is. And it's an uphill battle. And at halftime, if guys want to check out their cell phones, a lot of coaches allow that. I I have a difficult time comprehending that, but that's just the way life is. So I'm not really surprised by that. Logan asks, have you ever considered doing Jim Rohn's smack-off? I haven't. You know, I used to fill in for Jim for many, many years, so I didn't have to join the smack-off. Plus, it's not my lingo. It's not how I talk. So it's and, – and, and I don't write anything down. The smack-off's been wildly popular and very successful, and Jim's done a marvelous, marvelous job at that. But a lot of guys – you know, write what they're going to say down on a piece of paper. And I don't, I don't write anything down. You know, I don't write anything down when I broadcast. I really don't. Uh, Xavier says, are you impressed by what Kyle Shanahan is doing with the 49ers this year? It has been an up and down year. You know, after they got blown out by Arizona at home, I thought that was it. And they got back up off the mat and they won three games in a row. And on Sunday, listen, they got it. It was an ugly win, but it's a win. Jimmy Garoppolo got it done when he had to. So let's just wait and see. You know, the bottom line is the 49ers at the beginning of the season were a clear playoff team. In other words, they were projected to be a clear playoff team. They're not there yet. So I can't answer uh, that question right now. Brian asks, is there someone not coaching in the NBA you think should be? That's a great question, Brian. I can't go through an entire list right now. But, yeah, I would say that there are coaches that are not coaching currently uh, in the NBA that I think should get an opportunity. Could could I name some names? I probably could. I'd have to give it a little bit more thought. But I think that would be true uh, in most sports. All right, let's move on here. Tyler asks, what's your take on the U.S. Gymnastics and Olympic Committee settling for $380 million with the hundreds of gymnasts abused by Larry Nassar? Well, it was an awful story. It's a shame that it took so long to come to light. Better late than never. Uh, You have to just... Your heart has to go out to the victims and everything that they had to endure. You know, as far as money, I can't speak to that. Uh, It was an awful, awful time uh, in 
you know, our life for U.S. gymnastics and so many of the young stars uh, that we used to watch on a regular basis. Sick. There's really no other way to say it. Absolutely sickening. Pacos, who are your NFL MVP candidates at this point in the season? You know, I'm doing this uh, before the game last night was completed, but Kyler Murray's a candidate. Aaron Rodgers uh, is a candidate. I, I, there's always You always start with the quarterback position, right? I mean, you have to go uh, with the quarterback position, but those are uh, two uh, right off the uh, get-go. Uh, Ross wants to know, is the MLB lockout beneficial in any way? Mm, right now, it really doesn't matter. It's December. People don't care whether they're locked out or not. If it continues in the spring training and, you know, people that really depend on income, restaurateurs, bar owners, parking attendants, so on and so forth, uh, that will be a real problem. But is it beneficial in any way right now? Mm, that's a good question, but I, I don't think so. Zach asked, was the Browns win against the Ravens lucky? Probably. You know, having Lamar Jackson leave the game early was uh, a big break, but you know, it's been a tremendous rivalry, obviously, when the Browns moved to Baltimore and got their franchise back. So for the dog pound, anytime you can beat Baltimore, uh, it is a great, great win. Dylan uh, asked this before the weekend. He said, are you going to watch the UFC this weekend? I'm not a UFC fan. I never have been. You know, I'm a fan of some of the participants. I really am. But I am not a fan of the uh, UFC. I actually have trouble watching it. I know I'm, a lot of people disagree with me. You know, Uriah Faber, I've talked to many times. I love the guy. I have the utmost respect for him. He's a great businessman. He was a great fighter. Uh, but I just don't have any desire. I really don't. I don't have any desire with that. Trevor says, what do you think about the NFL selling $275 million in debt? I don't know anything about it. I really don't. I don't even know what to say about that. To me, to me as a football fan, I don't care. It makes no difference to me. It really doesn't. Hey, just go to CrowdUltra.com. You can ask me a question. Maybe I'll answer it right here on my podcast. It's time for Rant. Rant. And today's rant is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. And if you own a home and you're in the market to buy a new home, Roy and his great staff are offering a one-hour free consultation. That's right, a one-hour free consultation. Roy sees big changes ahead on the horizon as it relates to the housing market. Take this opportunity with Roy and his staff, a one-hour free consultation if you own a home and you are in the market to buy a new home. Just go to roysumbrella.com. That's roysumbrella.com. I think my voice is going to hold out for this rant. What do you think? The Sacramento Kings, again, get embarrassed. You know, you would think that getting embarrassed once on a three-game road trip would be enough, but oh, no, no, no. After losing 81-51 to at the half Saturday night in Cleveland, the Kings almost, almost surpassed that. At the break last night, they were down to the Toronto Raptors at 70-45. to They get blown out. They're embarrassed. And this team continues to go downhill in a hurry. So my question, Kings fans, is what's next? What are you going to do now? You are a fan of a franchise that is in a free fall. You're a fan of a franchise that continues to get worse, not better. How do you watch the games? I can't do it. I really can't. I mean, it's that bad. It's awful. This team is disjointed. They don't look like they care. There's no heart. It's a disgrace. Plain and simple. It is an absolute embarrassment. Now it's up to you, Kings fans. It's your turn. What are you going to do? How are you going to respond? to this embarrassment of a season and a horrendous, god-awful three-game road trip. And that's my rant for today. 
And that's my podcast for today. My thanks to Michael Zappia. My thanks to all of you for your support. Make it a good rest of the day. And as always, thank you so much for checking me out here. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.